Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Yeah, the, the, my, my favorite ones are, are the ones who, and I say this with the greatest respect for these, are, are the ones who aren't like the seven-on-seven seven kings, you know, like, you know, um, Glenn Foley's, Ed Foley's brother, longtime NFL quarterback. He always called me, he'd be like, be careful of the shotgun babies, man. I said, what's that mean? Like, you know, like, you know, they, they grew up, they're in the shotgun, everything feels good. Like, you watch Talia play, man, he's running around, he's making plays, he's, he's not playing a seven-on-seven seven league where there's no one around him, like, you know. He, not many quarterbacks. Most young quarterbacks, hey, they get out to their right, they'll throw it down to their left, they run it. He gets out to his left. He's out, might, might even be more dynamic throwing the ball down the field. So he's playing quarterback. Like, he's playing the game. And um, that's, that's, you know, that's what makes him great, and that's what makes him really, really a special player. And so when you look in the NFL and you look at the guys who are playing at a high level um, in their own separate ways, right, like everything doesn't have to be perfect, you know. Um, you know, the uh, – you, you turn on Patrick Mahomes, you know, his, his best plays are sometimes when things do break down. And so um, I think the thing about uh, uh, Talia is he can, he can play from the pocket. He can play from outside the pocket. He can throw the ball deep. He's got great rhythm. He doesn't get balls batted down. Um, so he's, he's, he's a, just an all-around great player. Welcome back. Heard at Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Hey there. A really interesting comment from Matt Rule there um, for a couple reasons. First of all, he was talking about Maryland's quarterback, not anybody associated with Nebraska's program, but it was – interesting because you see a lot of i mean i thought the shotgun babies uh comment was funny but the first thing i thought of was the air raid offenses right mm-hmm. where you get the ball out super fast you're really not even um it, it's kind of a one or two read situation you are really not even giving the defense an opportunity to get any, any kind of pressure on you i mean with as quick as some of those passes get out there's there's really no I mean, it's just not even physically possible to get to the quarterback, even if you beat your guy straight up um, off the line there. And, you know, you think of some of the guys that have been successful in those systems and then they go struggle in the NFL. So that was the first thing I thought of. The second thing I thought of was the seven on seven comment where he doesn't he says doesn't really like the seven on seven Kings. And that's particularly interesting because uh, some people would make the argument that the only quarterback in Nebraska's class this year has made most of his name on seven on seven. And I think that's a fair argument. Like he, Danny Kalen, and and I'm not saying this means he will or won't be successful, right? Because you've seen guys that are really great in seven on seven that end up being successful. You see guys that are really great in seven on seven that don't end up being successful. And so this isn't to say anything about his future prospects at Nebraska. Um, But it is interesting that the only guy that they have in this class has who I mean I, I don't think anyone can deny struggled this year at Bellevue West he he I don't think had any the year any of us well he didn't have a year that he would be happy yeah about. that he would be happy about that any of us would have expected from a guy that was 
that highly touted and rated. I know they had some injuries and stuff like that, but you know, it was interesting to hear him say that when you could make the argument um, that most of, of Danny Kalen's recruiting interest and his reputation came off of seven on seven. And so to hear him explicitly say that in a press conference I thought was really interesting yeah you know a, a little bit of both right it, it came from seven on seven but it also came a lot from camp like Danny Kalen's a really good camp kid sure shows off his yeah. skills well yeah. in camp when there isn't a lot of pressure but he can really huck the football down yeah. the field he's got a lot of arm strength a lot he's, of arm he's talent got, yeah. he's got good yeah. footwork in camp there, there's just a lot of things that are typical size there, there's yeah. a lot of things to like which is why you know a lot of kids take that knock of being so-called sure. camp kids and can that um can that translate over to live game or or even the college level but you're right when i first heard that comment the first thing i thought of was hmm seems kind of ironic it does yeah because danny kalen is a seven on seven king yeah why is he a seven on seven king well for everything i just kind of said like he excels in camp for the same reason there is no pressure that comes at him. We watched him at Bell West this year, and look, Bell West had some really good games. They had some that they struggled, and yeah. you know their their line wasn't you know perfect. Uh, and I saw but, him against more than just Westside. I saw him, I think, twice against or once against Westside and twice against other teams. But even against Creighton Prep to open yeah. the year, the yep. first game that I uh, I took note of was every time the the ball was snapped, it seemed like I have to go to my first option. I have to. I, I look one way. I throw. Because it seems sort of panicky, right? It wasn't like wait for the best throw or look off and go to my second option. It was, no, I'm just going to throw it. Now, he had to deal with wind conditions in that game, too. Yeah. The wind was tough. Yeah. But you would hope throughout the game that you'd be able to find your touch, and that never happened. Um, but look, this, this comment is, is, is interesting because when you want a quarterback like Talia Tungavailoa, mm-hmm. when you want somebody that plays like him, um, has the experience that he does, but also knows he's good. Like, because really, when you're a quarterback, you have to know your. Yeah, really the good. confidence is as important as anything. The the ability to to roll out, which Talia doesn't do too often. I mean, he rolls out and throws. He doesn't roll out and run. Yes, yeah. Uh, but the ability to move away from your pocket. He's mobile and, and to make, throw, not not mobile to run. Yeah, right. And put yourself in an uncomfortable position, whether that is throw across your body um, or you know throw the the way your body isn't going, and complete passes and be successful and throw for 400 yards. That's what Rule is saying by hey, he's not just somebody that drops back to pass and throw. Right, because that's what you do in seven on seven. You you take the snap, you drop back, you look around for days as long because as you, want. you have, as you have no pressure, you yeah. and then you throw. It's the same thing in camp, right? Mm-hmm. You take your snap, you do your footwork, you do basic looks, but when you don't feel any of that pressure, whenever you uh, are in a position where you don't feel like somebody's going to smoke you at any point mm-hmm. in time, it's easy to be good. And especially if you've got a base level of physical ability. It's easy right? to be good. I, and that's every sport, right? And if nobody's, if no one's closing out on me and I'm shooting a three, Wait. it's easy for me to shoot a three. Now, here's the part that is – here's the part that probably needs to be noted as well is Talia Tagovailoa, who Coach Rule was praising in that clip, I'm guessing was a really good camp kid also. He was a four-star. He had – a lot of SEC offers. I'm guessing he was really good at seven on seven. I'm guessing he was really good in camps. He was a he was an All American coming out of high school. This is a guy that was probably also good at all of those things, right? The place where you get 
a little bit tricky is real football generally translates at the skill positions to being good on seven on seven. It doesn't always go the other way where being really good at seven on seven translates to real football. And that's what we don't know, right? There's certain guys where you just don't know what they end up looking like in real football at the college level until you until see you it. get there. And and so that's why, you know, I don't want people to take this as us crapping on Danny Kalen because that's not what we're doing here. It's just – But I'm, we're just presenting the facts of what we know today. Yeah, what it, we know is he didn't have the best year at Bell West, yeah. and we know he got his, his big offers from all schools, from, even Mizzou. But when he yeah. first committed to Mizzou, based on, yes, previous film and how successful he was as a junior, because he was – he did a really nice job of lighting up the stats. But it, a lot of camp. And but a lot, lot of camp seven. and a lot of seven-on-seven. And they, look, Bell West is – they win seven-on-seven a lot. Yeah. Like, there's a reason for well, that. Well, and here's the thing about Kalen as well is – he started getting offers before he had played of, or before he had started a varsity game at Bellevue West. I believe it was either before or after his sophomore years. He started getting offers really early. I think Florida State was one of the first ones, and those were based solely on camps and seven on seven because he hadn't really played varsity high school football yet. And so, again, is that to say that he won't be successful? Not at all. What it is to say is when Coach Rule makes a comment like that, it's really interesting to hear the types of quarterbacks he wants versus the type of quarterback they recruited. Yeah, it just it, my head went went straight to him. And, and, it's, and, and, and maybe it's unfair, yeah. but uh, it's just because it's, it's a little bit uh, of, of recency that, that directed me uh, that way. But Danny Kalen has a lot of growth um, that needs to be had or done, right? There's a lot that uh, he needs to improve upon before stepping foot at the next level. And what I, the main one, I think, is getting comfortable in vulnerable situations. Yeah, absolutely. And some guys... For some guys, that's learnable, and for some guys, that's kind of an innate quality that they have. And it's really, again, that's one of those things where it's really hard to figure out until you see them against live action. You know, that's uh, Coach Rule, I think before one of the game broadcasts, told a DB that, you know, sometimes, and this was in reference to Heinrich Harburg, he's like, sometimes you have no idea what you have with a guy until you throw him out there. And that's true. Quarterback is one of the strangest positions in that way. And to be fair, that's part of the reason I kind of want to see Chuba. Because the situations he's been in, I don't think the Mark Whipple whatever situation last year was advantageous for anybody by the, by the time that he played. I don't think his, his situation, uh, I think he was under either early Mike Norvell where they were struggling or, yeah, I think it was early Mike Norvell when they were struggling. That wasn't a great situation at Florida State. I'd kind of like to see him. That's part of the reason, because a lot of times you don't know what you have until you toss him out there. Uh, coming up next, we're going to start talking Nebraska football with Michael Rose Ivy here on Herd Sports Radio. <laughs> 